Hi, this is Dr. Joni Davis from Davis Family Hearing, and I am inviting you to tune into my show here today. During the show, we discuss causes of hearing loss, a vast array of treatment options, and all of the ins and outs of hearing loss symptoms, such as tinnitus or ringing in the ears. Please don't suffer unnecessarily. Davis Family Hearing is here to help, and we have the hearing loss solution for you. Tune in every Friday at 1130 to hear the difference the doctors at Davis Family Hearing make right here on WXJB. Dr. Joni Davis, you just heard from her right there, and you're going to hear from her again for the next half hour till the top of the hour at 12 o'clock. Every Friday, Dr. Joni Davis, board-certified audiologist, makes her way into our studios for you. It's all about you. It's all about your hearing. If you have a question, we open up those phone lines just for you at 352-587-9952. That's 352-587-9952 is the number you want to call. If you have a question, a comment, a concern, the board-certified audiologist, Dr. Joni Davis, Davis Family Hearing, is in the studio now. So give us a call, 352-587-9952. And without further ado, welcome Dr. Joni Davis once again. Thank you very much. Happy Friday. That's a fancy-dancy new microphone you have there. Is it? Yeah, yeah I just it, noticed. It was, well, you just noticed. We've had it for about three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> and you've been in here for about three weeks. My powers of observation. I, the reason I noticed it today, just so everybody knows, is because he turned on the show before right. the microphone was in front of his mouth and he had True. to grab before yeah. it. I had swung it way over there. I had to swing it all the way back here. Always entertaining. Yeah. And we always have fun here, mm-hmm. regardless of what's going on out in the world. And I was on my way over here today thinking about what I was going to talk about. And I have so many different topics to talk about. But I think there is one that that's very important to talk about this show because it's popped up so much in our office. And I know it's a hot topic. Tinnitus or tinnitus, sounds in your ears, most common ringing. Some people experience crickets. Some people experience whooshing sounds or something that sounds like a train whistle. Uh, very extreme cases experience something called musical ear where they hear music all of the time or people talking all of the time. So if somebody's ever told you that they hear voices, they might not necessarily have something else going on. It may just be tinnitus. The reason I'm talking about this is I've seen an uptick of severe cases in my office lately, and I can't help but ignore the fact that we're living in a little bit of a of a stressful time. I mean, everybody's schedules have changed, their patterns have changed, their requirements for, for wearing a mask has changed. People have to make sure they have a mask so they can enter into places. And, you know, even even the most chill people are are taxed a little bit emotionally right now sure. because of all the uncertainty in the world and, and and everything that's going on. So that I believe is exacerbating or making tonight existing tinnitus symptoms worse, and that is a real thing. There are many causes for tinnitus, but no matter what is causing it, if you are stressed out, anxious exhausted or emotionally taxed, it's going to sound louder. It's not actually louder. It will always go back down. But what's happening is 
we have different parts of our brain. We have the efferent part of our brain, and that's the part of our brain that blocks out sound that we don't want to hear. That's the secondary part of our brain. The primary part of our brain is the afferent system, and that's the part of our brain that concentrates on incoming input. So it's it's focusing on what's going on around you. It's, its primary job is to process sensory input that's coming in. But the efferent system is the part that controls how loud your tinnitus is. And the afferent part of our brains, the part that deals with immediate incoming input, is always going to be more important because if a car is coming at you, you want your afferent system to be the primary part of your brain that's functioning. So when you're tired or stressed out or anxious, your brain is taxed. And the first part of your brain that energy is taken from is the efferent part of your brain, the part of your brain that blocks out incoming stimuli that you don't want to hear. So when you are sitting in a room and there's a fan noise and you kind of block it out, you don't pay attention to it until you turn it off and then you realize that it was on, that was your efferent system at work. If we processed all incoming stimuli at all times, it would be overwhelming for our brains. So that's the job of our efferent system, the air conditioning noise. If if you... uh, are ever standing in your house when the electricity goes off, all of a sudden it seems very silent because there's constant sound running in your house. Air conditioning, even the lights can make a noise. Um, washer and dryer, dishwasher, you don't process those sounds. So I believe that one of the reasons that people are experiencing such severe tinnitus symptoms right now mm-hmm. is because they are taxed and they are stressed and they are emotional. That's the first step of getting control of your tinnitus is acknowledging that that's what's going on because it can become a vicious cycle. You're stressed out so your tinnitus gets worse and then you get more stressed out because your tinnitus is worse. Then you have trouble sleeping at night because that's when it bothers us the most because it's quiet and you're trying to rest and relax and your brain is tired so your tinnitus always seems louder at that moment in time. So then you have trouble sleeping and you get more exhausted and it just turns into this vicious, stressful loop. And that's when we need to get a hold of it. There is treatment for tinnitus. So please don't feel hopeless. There are a lot of healthcare professionals out there, medical professionals and and just just random people you will talk to that will tell you that there's no treatment for tinnitus. But that is that's certainly not true. We successfully treat it all of the time and we have more tools at our fingertips today than we did even 10 years ago. So the first step in treating tinnitus is finding out what causes it. What are the different types of causes? It can be something as simple as impacted earwax. So if you're using a Q-tip and you had some earwax in your ear and you were trying to get it out with the Q-tip. Don't look at me. (laughs) I don't use them anymore. Honest to God, I don't. JW impacted his yes. wax one time and ended up in our <clears throat> office, and he hasn't used a Q-tip I since. I have not. <laughs> I, I promise you, I have it. And you haven't been impacted since, have you? Mm. Earwax naturally extrudes from the ear canal, so it naturally comes out of your ear canal, pushing a cotton swab down in. While you can get some wax debris on there, mm. there's usually a bigger chunk down in there you're, that you're just pushing closer to your yeah. eardrum. And we actually, there was a really severe case of earwax in my office right before I left today, and oh. we had to have him. It was so hard that we couldn't comfortably remove it. So we had to have him put some extra virgin olive oil in his ear, a couple of drops in the morning and at night for a few days. And then when he comes back in, we'll be able to comfortably remove it from his ear. 
No, no. I mean, it was uncomfortable yeah. for him to have it impacted, but to try to get, it's almost like a rock. Yeah, it was right. so impacted, it was really hard, and it was filling up the entire ear canal. Uh-huh. So imagine trying to pull a rock from your ear canal right. is the best analogy I can have. It's kind of scraping and uncomfortable. We don't cause any pain in our office, and um, it's once he softens it up, what it's going to do is it's going to pull away from the ear canal itself, and it'll Mm -hmm. be much easier, much more comfortable to remove. How flexible is the ear canal? Well, it depends on where the wax is. Really? So the outer two-thirds of your ear canal is cartilaginous. It's made up of cartilage, Mm -hmm. and cartilage is what makes up our earlobes and the tips of our noses. So, you know, those are pretty squishy, Um, but the inner one-third is made of bone. So by the time you impact your earwax all the way down oh. to the inner one third, you're talking bone, mm. and it, it really is like scraping just just a rock against the bone of your uh, right. in your body. So okay. and the ear can be a sensitive place in your body. Mm. I mean, it's not something we dig around in very often, and there's a lot of nerve endings in there. So earwax can cause tinnitus. I remember one patient had a, a severe car accident. And his tinnitus started soon after. So he was attributing his tinnitus to a car accident. And we looked in his ears and he was impacted with wax. And when we cleaned his ears out, we magically cured his tinnitus. So uh, sometimes when things happen can make you think that it's something else that's causing it. Uh, Cervical spine involvement. We were just talking actually before we came back here. JW said, hey, I need to come in and get my... My balance checked. I need to see if I have BPPV. I've been getting some dizzy episodes. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know what? I have two, which is very abnormal for me, but I self-diagnosed and I know that I need to go see a chiropractor Mm -hmm. because I have tension in my neck. And when I put my head back, that's when I get dizzy and I know it's coming from my spine. Mm -hmm. Your eighth cranial nerve, which is your hearing and balance nerve, innervates or runs through C4 and C5 of your cervical spine. So if your neck is out of whack, it can put pressure on your hearing nerve itself Mm -hmm. and cause either tinnitus itself, it can be the cause. Most of the time, it's an exacerbating cause. So it makes it more difficult or makes it louder than what it normally would be at its its normal underlying level. So the way to tell if it's your cervical spine is very easy. Move your head back and forth. So kind of put your head back like you're looking up at the sky. Put your head to the side, to the right or the left. And if your tinnitus changes in pitch or loudness, that usually means it's your cervical spine because you're moving your spine around on that hearing nerve. And that's what's causing the tinnitus Uh. to change. It's a very simple way for us to figure out if that's what's causing it. We're always going to try to treat any easily treatable underlying cause before we go to tinnitus treatment therapy. Those are the two most common that we see. Um, The third, well, actually there are three common ones. The other one is sinus symptoms. So if you have allergies or nasal problems, you can get negative pressure behind your eardrum because your eustachian tube, the tube that runs from your middle ear to your throat, doesn't effectively equalize the pressure in your middle ear and create a little bit of a vacuum. If everybody has had tinnitus at one point in time, where whether it's fleeting or constant, but a lot of times people who don't suffer from constant tinnitus will notice all of a sudden you'll get a really high-pitched ringing and then it'll die down. That's because you've got a decent <laughs> bout, amount of negative pressure behind your eardrum and then your eustachian tube opened up and drained it out. I get that. So we're going to treat those three things first. And then if the tinnitus is still there... It's typically some nerve damage or some inner ear damage in your cochlea. And there's a test that we can do to diagnose this. 
first off, if we test your hearing and we find a hearing loss, we can be pretty sure that that is an underlying cause. And the reason you get tinnitus from hearing loss is because you have damage to your inner ear. And the best analogy I have for it is if we were to cut off a limb, so cut off your hand, Mm -hmm. you're going to get phantom pains. Your brain is going to have pains down there knowing that the hand should be there. Even though it's not there anymore, you're still going to experience that pain. A lot of people do that throughout their lives if Mm -hmm. they lose a limb. It's the same thing. Your brain knows that it should be getting stimulation from a certain area in in the inner ear and when it doesn't get that stimulation it generates its own so this is an internal sound that nobody else can hear which sometimes makes it all that more disturbing because nobody else can hear it so that is probably i'm going to say 80 percent of the cases that we see damage from inner ear damage now if we do a hearing test and it's normal hearing in the frequencies that we test so we test from a hundred we can test from 125 hertz all the way up to 12,000 hertz. A typical te- hearing test is from 250 hertz to 8,000 hertz. But human beings can hear up to 20,000 hertz. So from 20 to 20,000 hertz is what the frequency range of the human ear is. If we're only testing up to 8,000 hertz, there's a possibility that you have damage all the way up to 20,000 hertz, and we can detect that with another test. It's called an otoacoustic emission test. Mm-hmm. It was discovered in 19... It was either 1970... It was 1975 by a man with the last name Kemp. And it was originally called a Kemp's Echo. And he found that if you put two different frequency stimuli into the inner ear, they are just, just by a tip in the ear canal, your inner ear will send a signal back. So we now call it an otoacoustic emission, and it's an actual physiological phenomenon that happens from your inner ear. This is one of the reasons we can test newborns. If we get an otoacoustic emission back, we know that their hearing is better than 30 decibels. So we know that it's pretty close to normal hearing. This is one of the tests we do in the hospital Mm -hmm. before a baby goes home. But we can test this up to 12,000 hertz, and if we're only testing up to 8,000 hertz, it lets us know if there's damage beyond that. I don't have any otoacoustic emissions from 10,000 hertz and above. I used to. But since I'm an audiologist, I test it frequently and I watch the damage happen in my cochlea over time, probably from listening to power hearing aids in the office, to be honest wow. with you. But if there's damage at those frequencies that indicates damage and that can be that can let us know that there's damage to the cochlea even though we didn't see it on a traditional hearing test and that could be causing it so what do we do about it and i find you know people who have hearing loss do suffer from tinnitus and a lot of times they think that their tinnitus is why they can't hear people because they're hearing this this loud screeching sound all of the time when in reality you're having trouble hearing people because of your hearing loss if there's any substantial amount of hearing loss usually mild to moderate at least it's very 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 easy to treat tinnitus we fit a hearing aid on it Mm -hmm. so you're going to hear better and because the brain's getting the stimulation that it's missing when you turn the hearing aids on 70 percent of the time the tinnitus completely goes away wow The more challenging cases and the ones where we really get into some intense therapy are people who have essentially normal hearing 
don't really suffer from hearing loss, but have a ringing in their ear all mm -hmm. the time. And then the treatment is still the same because hearing aids are not what they used to be. A hearing aid doesn't necessarily have to be a hearing aid. It can be a tinnitus masker. It can be a Bluetooth device. There are all sorts of things that we can use hearing aids for. And I have one particular patient. I've talked about him on the show before, but he's just a really good example of how creative we can get. Mm -hmm. We... I did fit him with a hearing aid. He'd been trying for two years and severe anxiety, severe depression, very self-aware, which makes it easier when the patient is aware that they have anxiety and depression instead of talking to them about it and diagnosing them with all three at the same time. We thought that he had anxiety and depression because he had it. And it turns out that it was his tinnitus that was causing it because wow. he doesn't suffer from it anymore, which is just a miracle and a yeah. really good example of how treating hearing loss and tinnitus is so good for your overall health because stress and anxiety and depression can cause all a slew of other problems in our bodies. Mm. But he had been to other places unsuccessfully and God bless him. He kept trying and I turned on the tinnitus masker, which is a white noise in the hearing aid. So that's about as far as we can go with the masker in the hearing aid itself. And it was effective for him. And he loved it. He did have something called hyperacusis, which means you have sensitivity to loud sounds. A lot of people who have tinnitus have hyperacusis as well. And he wears his hearing aids without amplification. So the, he's not getting any amplification mm -hmm. for sounds around him. He does have a mild hearing loss, but doesn't really need amplification. And he wears the mask all the time. So his brain's constantly getting that, that uh, stimulation that drowns out the tinnitus which is training his efferent system to block it out because he experiences it all day, every day. So then the efferent system mm -hmm. just gets used to blocking it out. It becomes a habit for it. It doesn't have to think about it. No energy has to go into it. Mm. But if he has an uptick because he's stressed out or has a, an allergy attack or something like that, we have him Bluetoothed into his cell phone and we have an app called Resound Relief. It's a tinnitus masking app that you can design your own custom masker. And in this particular patient's case, crickets are his masker. That's he has right. that one stimulation. Mm -hmm. He has internal crickets. So when he hears external crickets, it drowns the internal crickets out and gives him a very peaceful state of mind. So he'll, if he has something stressful happen throughout the day and his tinnitus gets louder, he just pulls up his app and it streams from his cell phone to his hearing aids. He has a cell phone on him all the time. Mm -hmm. And he's at peace. One week after I fit him, he came back in and his body language was different. His facial expression was different. And he said, my anxiety and depression is through the floor in one week. This has been completely life changing. So I frequently give my patients my cell phone number in case they need to reach out to me. Mm -hmm. It's just easier. It's direct communication. And I don't have to have a stack of messages at the end of the day and call people back at 10 o'clock at night. I can deal with questions throughout the day. And... He went out into the ocean and he was kind of laughing at himself because he, he 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 purchased these hearing aids out of pocket. There was no insurance coverage and which is abnormal. There's yeah. there's a ton of insurance coverage out there, but his in particular didn't cover it. And he had them in just like he always does. And he said he got in the ocean and went back to the boat and was like, man, I really need to put this expensive iPhone back in the boat and didn't think about his hearing aids still oh. being in. He said it was a particularly rough day out on the ocean and a wave came in and just swept his hearing aids out of his ears. Oh, my gosh. So on a Sunday afternoon, I get this panicked message from him and I had to chuckle. And he said, 
um, help, I just lost my hearing aids in the ocean. And I said, no worries, there's loss and damage insurance. And he said, you have no idea how much better my day was since I knew there was loss and damage insurance. All of our devices come with repair and loss and damage warranty. So we ordered the hearing aids and it took a few days to get them in. And I'm sitting there, you know, I think about my patients who are struggling and I'm sitting there thinking he's probably stressing out because he doesn't have his maskers and his tinnitus is loud. You know what? He came in Uh completely the opposite of what I thought he was going to come in. He came in and he said, you know what? This tinnitus treatment therapy is really working. He said, you know, I wished that I had them a couple of moments, but in general, it wasn't bothersome at all. And that's because his brain had been trained Uh to block it out. So even without the maskers, it wasn't bothersome for him. So the reason I know that was a big, long explanation, but tinnitus is really complicated. And that's why a lot of medical professionals kind of stray away from treating it and will say you just have to live with it because it takes effort, takes a conversation with the patient to see what their needs and wants are, how their brain's functioning, figure out exactly what type of masker masks out what they're hearing and it's honestly a lot of fun for me i love to treat tinnitus it's just intriguing to see what makes people tick because it's a lot of brain manipulation and a lot of it has to do with your state of mind and your ability to relax and reducing stress and it's just really good for your overall health which brings me to a recent article that was just published Mm -hmm. it was uh I think, it, I don't know how many, a month or two ago, okay. came out. Dr. Frank Lynn from Johns Hopkins University is the leading researcher. He's an otolaryngologist in uh, hearing loss treatment and how it affects your overall health. And he focuses in on brain function. And he has documented in several longitudinal studies, 30-year longitudinal mm-hmm. studies of tra- tracking people, that if you treat your hearing loss early, earlier, you have a three to four times slower rate of cognitive decline than those who don't treat their hearing loss. So if you treat your hearing loss, your cognitive de- decline is similar to somebody who has normal hearing. It's it's a proven fact. He, he has done excellent, just genius studies and made sure that he had all of his controls in place to find out exactly what's going on. Right. He just published a, a paper moving on to other Comorbidities is the word that that's kind of a, a term that everybody uses, which means other diseases or other conditions other than hearing loss. Right. And he found that people who treated their hearing loss early were able to ward off so many other conditions and just had such an overall healthier wow. life, lifestyle, body, just, you know, able to ward off heart disease and diabetes and, and things that are life threatening mm-hmm. just because they treated their hearing loss. And he even said in the paper that primary care physicians should make diagnosing and treating hearing loss their number one priority because it's good, excellent for a patient's overall quality of health. And you think about it. It's not hard to figure out why. Hearing loss is a hidden disability. So nobody around you is experiencing the emotions that are associated with not being able to hear somebody, the disconnect that comes with not being able to, uh, to participate in a social function. So if you can't go out and socialize with people without worrying about misunderstanding something, you're going to stay home. Mm. You're not going to be as active. You're not going to get as much brain stimulation because you're not going to be using your brain to communicate with people. Mm. You're going to get depressed and anxious and you're going to get lethargic 
and it's going to affect your relationships. So you're probably going to argue more with your spouse and you're going to get irritated and you and your spouse aren't going to connect as well. Those are all extremely stressful scenarios that up until now, we haven't done a very good job of paying attention to. So if we can get other professionals aware of the extremely detrimental effects that untreated hearing loss can have on your life, then we can really get some somewhere in improving the health of America and the world in general. I it was very well demonstrated by a patient that I saw just before I came over here. It was a veteran, and he's by the time they came in, they were recommended by other people who had come to see me. And by the time they came in, it was they were depressed. the The woman wanted her husband back. It was extremely stressful in the relationship. She loves him dearly. He loves her dearly, but they cannot connect. And they were snipping at each other and arguing. So I reprogrammed his hearing aids. He was wearing hearing aids, but they needed to be reprogrammed. And I got him a captioned phone for free that they just came in and installed. And he was able to have a conversation with his daughters for the first time in years. So now he's connected to his children, too. It's not only good for him. That's good for his children. That's good for his wife. It's good for the family unit in general. This becomes such a spiraling effect. I only have... 45 seconds. So I'm going to cut myself off right there and go ahead and give you my contact information so you can reach out if you or a loved one are suffering. Our phone number is 352-666-8910. Our website is davisfamilyhearing.com. We have offices in Citrus, Hernando, Pasco, and Hillsborough counties, all with board-certified doctors of audiology ready to welcome you with a happy, smiling face and a wealth of knowledge and a caring heart. Visit us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Please don't suffer. There is hope, and I hope everybody has a fabulous weekend. Thank you, Dr. Joni Davis, Davis Family Hearing, here today, every Friday, 1130 to 12, right here on this station.